Welcome to the Accra Community Church Podcast. As you listen to God's word today, may it become for you fresh water for your thirsty soul, give you hope to cope, and wisdom to thrive, excel, and become everything God says you are. God bless you as you listen to today's sermon. Today we're talking about baptism. We started a series on the foundation of our faith. Last week we spoke about water baptism, uh, about Holy Spirit baptism, and today we want to talk about water baptism. I read from Romans chapter 6, verses 1 to 11. Romans chapter 6, verses 1 to 11 from the International Standard Version. What should we say? Should we go on sinning so that grace may increase? Of course not. How can we, who died as far as sin is concerned, go on living in it? Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into union with the Messiah Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore, through baptism, we were buried with him into his death, so that just as the Messiah was raised from the dead by the Father's glory, we too may live as entirely new life. For if we have become united with him in a death like this, we will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old natures were crucified with him so that our sin-laden bodies might be rendered powerless and we might no longer be slaves to sin. For the person who has died has been freed from sin. Now, if we have died with the Messiah, we believe that we also we will also live with him for we know that the messiah who for we know that the messiah who was raised from the dead will never die again death no longer has mastery over him for when he died he died once and for all as far as sin is concerned but now that he is alive he lives for god in the same way you too must continuously consider yourselves dead as far as sin is concerned, but living for God through the Messiah, Jesus. Amen. Let's pray. We thank you, Father, for the work of Jesus on the cross. We thank you for his death. We thank you for his burial, his resurrection, and his ascension. We thank you that through baptism, we are made one with Christ. Through Christ Jesus, we thank you that the life of Christ lives in us. Through baptism, we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. When John the Baptist came to the scene, he started preaching baptism. John started preaching by saying, repent. 
For the kingdom of God is here. Which means that there is a new kingdom separate from the kingdoms that were in the world. The kingdom of God. A complete new kingdom. But John started saying the kingdom is near. And so if you have to be part of that kingdom, repent. And be baptized. And John started baptizing people. Then Jesus came onto the scene and he got baptized. Now John was surprised that Jesus asked to be baptized because John knows that Jesus had no sin. He need not repent. But Jesus asked to be baptized. So John questioned, why do you come to me to be baptized? Knowing that I should rather be baptized by you. But Jesus answered and said, let it be so so that we fulfill all righteousness. And the Bible says that when Jesus was baptized, as he came out of the water, the heavens opened to him. The Spirit of God came, descended on him like a dove, and a voice spoke from heaven, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Jesus lived for another three years, performing miracles, doing so many great things, and then he died. He was crucified. He was buried. On the third day, he rose from the dead. He came to his disciples. And then in Matthew chapter 28, from verse 11 to 20, Jesus says, All power in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go in my name, making disciples. And baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all the things that I have told you. And look, I will be with you to the end of the age. This is the second time Jesus was instituting something that every Christian must participate. The first was before his death. He established the communion. But after his resurrection, he gave the command about baptism. Now, when we look at the book of Acts, the Bible says that from first day when the Holy Spirit came on them, Peter preached, 3,000 people received Christ, and they were baptized. And everyone who received Christ got baptized because that is what Jesus had asked that we should do. Everyone who received Jesus Christ must be baptized. Interestingly, Paul met some people who had received Jesus. And he asked them, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? And they said, we didn't know anything about the Holy Spirit. Then John told them, and they said, we have been baptized according to the baptism of John the Baptist. And Jesus said, John baptized you unto repentance. But you must be baptized again. Now these are people who have been baptized according to the baptism of John the Baptist. Paul told them they need to be baptized again into Jesus. And then, after they were baptized into Jesus, he prayed for them and they received the Holy Spirit. This teaches us that there is a difference between 
John's baptism and Jesus' baptism. The baptism of John is, as the Bible describes it, the baptism of repentance. But as we read from Romans chapter 6, tells us that beyond repentance, there is a spiritual action that takes place when we receive Jesus Christ. Bible says that when we receive Jesus, we must be baptized. We must be buried with Jesus. So as Jesus was crucified on the cross, the Bible says that he took our sin, he took our place, and he was crucified as a sinner, even though he had never sinned. Then he was buried. Bible says in Romans chapter 6, where we just read, that when a person dies, the law has no more power over that person. And so when we were crucified with Jesus, Jesus says that we should be buried with him. A sign of accepting that we are no longer us who lives, but it is Jesus who lives in us. So every Christian, when you receive Jesus Christ, must go through that process of public confession of saying that I am buried with Christ. First, I am dead with Christ. I am buried with him. And the life now that I live, it's a new life. I am no longer that old person. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, the old Adam, as we have born the, 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 the nature of the old Adam, we must bear the nature of the new Adam, the second Adam, which is Christ. So as we get baptized in Christ, it is a confession that we are dead. Physically, we are alive. But we are making a declaration that we are dead in Christ. And therefore, as we get buried with Christ and we come out of the water, we are making a declaration that the life now that I live is the life of the Son of God. We are raised again, the Bible says it. We are raised again with Christ. And therefore, the life now that we live is the life of the Son of God. That is the purpose of baptism. There are different ways, as I've said, of baptism. The Bible says that baptism started from the Old Testament. Bible says in, let's read 1 Peter chapter 3. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 18 to 22. For the Messiah also suffered for sins once for all, an innocent person for the guilty, so that we could be so that he could bring us to God. He was put to death in a mortal body, but was brought to life by the Spirit in which he went and made a proclamation to those imprisoned spirits who disobeyed long ago in the days of Noah, when God waited patiently while the ark was being built. In it, a few, 
that is eight persons, were saved by water. Baptism, which symbolized, is symbolized by that water, now saves you also. Not by removing death from the body, but by asking God for a clear conscience based on the resurrection of Jesus, the Messiah, who has gone to heaven and is at the right hand of God, where angels, authorities, and powers have been made subject to him. Amen. So the Bible is telling us that the reason why we have to be baptized in water is a symbol of what God has done in the past and what has happened in the spiritual realms. In the days of Adam and Noah, the Bible says that God waited patiently for men to repent. But mankind disobeyed God. And so only eight people were saved through the ark. Eight people went into the ark. And the water, rains were coming. The Bible says that the rains were coming from the heavens. And the rains were, water was also coming from under the earth. And the ark was in the middle of it. And those eight people who were in the ark were saved through the water. And so when we go through water baptism, it symbolizes the same salvation. That we in Christ, Christ has become the ark for us. And we are in Christ. And we are saved through water. Amen. The Bible says that in Genesis, when God was creating the world, the earth was filled with water. And God spoke out. He separated the water and created the heavens and the earth. So there was water, but God separated the waters and created the clouds and created the seas. Then he called the earth out of the sea or out of the waters. And so when we sinned, when we go through baptism, what we are saying is that we've gone back to where we were brought from. And therefore, as we are alive now, our life is a new life. It is a declaration we are making that the life we live now, the person you knew before Christ is dead and gone. This life that I am living is a new life in Christ Jesus. The old is gone. The new has come. Even though physically nothing changes. But in that declaration, the heavens. So Jesus says, I have power in the heavens and on the earth. In the book of Mark, he says that in the heavens, the earth and under the earth. In that confession of our faith, as we go through baptism, we are declaring to the heavens, to the earth, to under the earth. That as Christ died and was buried, we have also died with him. We are buried with him. We are alive now through Christ. And the life that we live now is the life of the Son of God. Amen. And so every Christian who receives Christ must go through baptism. I'm explaining this part of the water because sometimes there are questions of, why should it be water? Some sort of, you can sprinkle sand or you can sprinkle water or you can sprinkle something. 
to represent baptism. It's just a symbol. Yes. But it has its meaning. And therefore, Christ was specific. You must be baptized in water. Baptism, the word baptism means barrier. Immersed. And so, if you are sprinkled with water, in the Old Testament, everything was sprinkled with blood and water. But then in the New Testament, Bible says that we need to be immersed in the water. Another example that the Bible gave about baptism is in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 2. It says that when God saved the Israelites from Egypt, the first miracle after their salvation was baptism. He made them pass through the sea. And the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 2, that they were baptized into Moses in the sea and in the cloud. They went through the sea. The Bible tells us that there are alternative routes to Canaan, the land of Canaan, without going through the sea. But God intentionally took them through the sea as the first step after they were saved from Egypt. And this is because they have to be baptized to show that they have been taken out of Egypt. They belong to a new life. The new life that God is giving them under Moses. And so when we receive Jesus Christ, we need to go through baptism of water. The baptism which signifies that we have left the old life and we belong to the new life. Amen. When Jesus was baptized, as I've said earlier, Jesus need not to be baptized because he had no sin. But he told John the Baptist, there is something you don't understand. I must fulfill all righteousness. I am the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. But I must set that pace, that example, for everyone to see the benefits of baptism. So Jesus went through water baptism. But when it, he came out of the water, the Bible says that the heavens opened to him. He was the son of God. But when he went through baptism, that is when the heavens opened to him. When you have received Jesus Christ, you have to go through water baptism. For the heavens to be open to you. You need the open heavens. You need the voice of God that declares you accepted. You need the Holy Spirit baptism. In the whole of the book of Acts, everyone who received the Holy Spirit baptism first went through the water baptism first, except Cornelius and his household. And the reason why it was unique for them different was that Peter, who was sent to preach to them, being a Jew, did not understand how God can accept a Gentile into faith. And so whilst he was preaching, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit came on them. And then Peter realized that God is not a respecter of persons. So if God has chosen the Jew just like the Gentile, then they also need to be baptized. And the household of Cornelius were baptized in water. We all need water baptism. Jesus has asked us, he says, go in my name. Preach the gospel. Anyone who receives and believes must be baptized. 
and we will receive the gift, the promise of the Father. And Jesus concludes and says, and lo, I will be with you even to the end of the age. If you are here and you have received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, maybe you have been baptized. Some of us were baptized as infants. So whenever I do anything wrong, the moment I hear my mom call, Matthew, it means that I've done something wrong and wants to remind me that I've been baptized into Christ. If he calls me, Kobna, it is normal. But the moment I hear Matthew, it means that, hey, you are doing something wrong. You are Matthew and you shouldn't do something that right. So I was always made aware that I am a Christian. But I had my battles trying to live the life of Christ until I received Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Children are dedicated to the Lord. And it's a promise that parents make that we will raise this child in the way of the Lord. But when it comes to baptism, it is a decision that a person must make by himself. Each person must decide that I have come to this point and I have received Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. And I recognize that in the death of Christ, my sins were nailed to the cross. I am no more a sinner. And therefore, as I get down into the water, I am dead and buried with Christ. Sin has no more power over me. I am resurrected as I get out of the water by the Spirit of God who raised Christ from the dead. And the life of Christ now lives in me. If I had no power over sin in the past, now because I am resurrected, I believe that the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in my mortal bodies. And that spirit has the ability to give me the strength to overcome every sin in my life. The Bible says that we are resurrected with Christ and we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. And therefore, our life is hidden in Christ, in God. Once I met a young man who threatened to kill me by spiritual powers. And I looked at him and laughed. And I said, you know, this is not one of the topics I have to worry my head to pray about. So I asked him, if you kill me, how would people know you killed me? Your power you were so powerful and you killed me. And said, just dare me. And in three days, you'll be dead. He was a taxi driver. And I said, but is the car for you? He says, no. I said, ah, you have enough power to kill. If you kill me, nobody knows what your power was able to do. But I want to dare you that in three days, you own your own car. And you will not be working for anybody. If your power cannot do that, it is a useless power. But for me, my life is hid in Christ. And beyond Christ, it is hidden in God. For you to get to me, first you must get Christ. 
But first you must get God and be able to grab Christ out of the hands of God and then get me out of the hands of Christ. If you are unable to do that, then you can't touch me. So I fear for you. I will not be there to help you because I don't know where you live. But the attempt, any attempt you do will backfire. But I will not be there to help you. So I'm giving you an option that can help you. Go see those powers and tell them to transform your life from being a beggar and fighting over. And the whole thing was that he wanted to cheat, cheat me on a change. And I won't allow that. And that has to go to spiritual powers. A young lady, let me add this example, about two or three Christmases ago, a taxi driver similarly was driving for somebody and started cheating the person. So the person told him, at the end of the year, I'll collect my car from you. Now, this lady's house is just behind my wife's shop. So the driver, the Car owner threatened the driver, I will take the car from you at the end of the year. So the driver went to consult some deities, and then they gave him some powder to come and sprinkle at the door of the lady's house. Now, midnight, I think it was either 24th night or 31st night, and in our community, Tema, those areas, we don't sleep. It is 24-7 community. So midnight, he waited, tried, and when the place seems to be a bit quiet, and was given a specific time to sprinkle the powder. So he got there and sprinkled. Somehow, somebody saw him. So the person called the lady in the house and said, don't come out of the house. Some powder has been sprinkled at your door. In the morning, some pastors were invited who were in their community, and they just came to pray and told the lady to come out. The pastors walked through the powder and told the lady nothing would happen. She... Then in the afternoon, this man came begging that something is happening to him. And the lady said, I don't know where you went to, so go there for help. He went there, and they told him, we can't help you. The only way we can help you is you have to go hot afternoon, 12 in the afternoon, and go and sweep the powder. But you must do it naked. So either it was a Christmas day or a New Year's day. And this guy had to come strip naked and sweep from the house. And he was told, you have to sweep to the nearest street. And the street is about four houses from where he did that. And have to sweep to the street and sweep along the street naked and everybody was watching him. This is what the powers of the world can do. But the Bible says in 1 Colossians, Colossians chapter 1 verse 13, For he has transformed, transferred us from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of the son he loves. When we get born again, we are transferred or transformed from this kingdom, the kingdoms of this world, the powers of this world. And we are transferred into the kingdom 
of God's own son. As we go through baptism, we are making that declaration that we belong to the kingdom of God. We have been transformed. We have been transferred. We have been translated. Though physically we are the same people, we belong to a different kingdom. We live in a different world. We are no more of the world and the powers of this world has no power over us because we live and belong to a different kingdom through Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for this opportunity of baptism, that declaration of our faith, of the work of Christ which is completed, that as we go down under the water, we are dead and buried with Christ. As we come out of the water, we made this declaration that we, our life is a new life in Christ. We belong to your kingdom. We thank you that Lord God, you have made this declaration over us. That we belong to you. For you will be with us even to the end of the age. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening to today's sermon. If it blessed you, share it with a friend. For more information on how to fellowship with Accra Community Church, visit our website, www.accrachurch.org. God bless you.